Welcome to Easy Jazz Spotlight. In this episode, host Ken Boyd talks to longtime bassist Don Bradshaw of the jazz group The Geometrics, based in Edmonton, Alberta. Don has played with some of the greats in the jazz world, including Charlie Rouse and John Hicks, plus singers Mark Murphy and Diana Krall. Ken asks Don what it was like performing with Diana Krall and where jazz is headed in today's world. But the interview starts with Don as a child discovering the world of music. There was music in the house. Uh, there was no formal music education in the family at the time. But my mom, she could just pick up a piano or, or anything and just kind of play stuff. Oh. Uh, she could just play by ear. So she had this sort of innate musical sense or talent. So that was around. She was always playing records, you know, on the stereo at the time. And uh, I actually just kind of got hooked up when I was about 13 or so. I just sort of realized that listening to, uh, especially my big brother's, you know, rock records and stuff, I just got hooked on the sound of the bass. Yeah. And uh, when I was 14, I started pestering my folks, said, hey, you know, can you give me an electric bass for, you know, a Christmas or something? And they said, what? what? bass you know and i says yeah so um yes lo and behold at christmas i got an electric bass bass guitar and that's kind of uh that that is where my that kind of grabbed me and so any other interests i had kind of took a back seat to that i found a really good teacher uh which was really lucky for me because he kind of got me started on the right foot i guess if you want to call it that he was a jazz player in town uh, John Tolson and uh, yeah, he really he really uh, gave me a good grounding and and in, in feel and and you know the, how to approach the bass and what have you. So kind of went from there, and then the high school rock bands. Eventually, we got out of the basement, got into the bars, you know, and just kind of went from there. That's great, though. What a great story. So, what attracted you specifically to jazz? You play a lot of different types of music, obviously, but why jazz? it's a fairly wide open field in terms of what you can bring to it and learn from um so the, the idea of improvisation the, the idea of sort of immediate i mean interplay is really what it's all about i mean you get it in other contexts as well but i think not to the not to the forefront that it is in, in playing in any sort of jazz context it's really about communication and keeping your ears open um so that that really grabbed me, and and of course it was a whole wide world that was new to me, and so it just became this this uh, this arena of of discovery, and and I think it you know it's still going on today. You never learn. Yeah, you never. Yeah, I think we're always learning. Charlie Rouse, the tenor sax, also the pianist John Hicks, uh, Thelonious Monk was uh, he you know Charlie collaborated with him. He was all about improv. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was those opportunities came by uh, when I was mentioning when we were playing with Bob Scruton's trombone player who used to be in Woody Herman's band way back when. Yeah, and uh, so uh, when uh, Charlie Rouse was touring, uh, Bob brought him in, and so we were the backup band. Uh, so we played a few shows with him. Um, um, John Hicks was, you know, he came in when he he sat in a bit and. Uh, Got a chance to play with him, but it, then there was also uh, Mark Murphy, singer, wonderful singer, 
Uh, he was here a couple of times and I was playing with him. Tommy Banks was the uh, piano player band leader at the time. So we did a few shows, a few times he was in. It was the late great Palms Cafe and there was a few oh. other venues. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a really learning, you know, it was fun and it was great a real experience. good learning experience as well. Yeah. 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 Diana Crawl, when she first came to the Edmonton Jazz Festival, I did a duo and a trio to a duo and trio sets with her. What was that like working with Diana Crawl? She's really one like she was really down to earth, um, really, uh, really supportive, really just there's no no pretenses about her. I mean, she was just straight, just a great person, uh, very, you know, patient. If I didn't know something, she should you know, quickly show me and and things like that. Uh, so it was really good. I mean, she was um, she was a real joy to work with that way. As a matter of fact, you know, when we we're done the done the gig, she even carried my hand out to the loading dock. I mean, that's how that's how uh, down to earth she was. So right. it was really really a joy to work with her. Great yeah. singer too. It was pretty cool. That must have been pretty cool. Uh, any other artists from the past, Don, that inspired you? Like, who were your musical heroes growing up? Well, you know, certainly when I was, you know, more focused on the electric at the time, um, you know, there was, you know, some of the some of the major rock guys, you know, uh, Chris Squire and others like that. And then I started getting into jazz. I kind of came into jazz through the electric avenue of, of things, you know, the, the like Return of Forever, Chick Corea. So Stanley Clark became a huge influence. And of course, Jocko when he came on the scene. Uh, and then I was starting, you know, then I eventually kind of also brought in the acoustic bass, studied with, um, you know, the symphony players here, uh, yeah. worked that into. So, you know, I'm sort of either or now I can do, I'm either an you know, acoustic yeah. or an electric bassist. And so on the acoustic side, certainly, you know, people like Dave Holland was big, uh, Miroslav Vitas, um, some of the, uh, and then of course, you know, really some of the, like Ray Brown, you know, just the solid, solidness of that kind of a, an approach. And basically anybody that ever, you know, that comes along that kind of grabs my attention, you know, Abishai Cohen uh, these days, you know, anybody that I, that really plays it like they mean it and really has something to say, you know, I'll, I'll listen to it and uh, just try to get a sense of, of what that is. Yeah. Let's listen to a song from Don Bratch on the Jazz Spotlight.
Don Bradshaw, you maintain an active freelance career. Tell us more about that. You're not just jazz guy. You're doing a lot of the things we talked about, the geometrics. You played with a lot of other people in a lot of other bands as well, right? I toured for a year with a bluegrass band, Jerusalem Ridge. And actually, that was a that was an interesting point because, um, you know, when you're playing jazz and all that stuff, it's about, you know, how, how innovative and, you know, how... You play, you speak in four syllable words and things like that. You're trying to be innovative and creative and, and clever. You're right. uh, when I did the the, the, the the when I joined Jerusalem Ridge, that was interesting because that's a bluegrass crowd. They're really into improvisation as well. They really listen, and you know, to a point where sometimes the jazz crowds are very uh, they're very sort of standoffish in a sense. They they're a jazz crowd, right? And uh, but in a bluegrass festival, it's not like that at all. It's all about communication. And I started to realize, you know, there's something to be said about, you know, two and you know, two syllable words, three syllable words, and it's about the melody, like really the melody. And this was in the mid-90s when that happened. And that was actually a big sea change for me because then I I started to pay way more attention to uh the fact that I'm playing to a listener. And it's about melody, and you want to take them from here, and then take and let them down over here. And so it's really about communicating on an arc and what you're trying to say in a solo. So I, I really, I really found that bluegrass experience quite eye-opening. And, and ever since then, I kind of incorporate that mindset into what I do now. I tried to sort of say something, sort of start here, build it. You know, I mean, you're supposed to, you know, that's the idea. You're trying to communicate anyway, and any jazz player would say that's what you're trying to do. But I also tried to kind of keep it, um, I don't know, kind of bring them along without trying to do a left turn, if you want to call it that, the listener along in this kind of, so they kind of get a sense of where it's going, where it's going to go, where it is, and where it ended up. You know, then they sort of realize, yeah, okay, that made sense. Yeah. What keeps you going? What motivates you? Like, is it the audience appreciation uh, as well as your craft? Yeah, I think just uh, it, it is that. I mean, it's always nice to get that you feed off the energy of, of an audience. Uh, you know, it's you know you can you can practice, you can rehearse, and it's all that's all it's all really compelling as well. But until you actually get in front of an audience, it's it's sort of a it's only half the it's only half the uh, the experience. So. You, an audience is really critical to get that energy to really kind of free you up, if you like. I mean, it, it can work the other way too. I mean, I've, I've musically I've fallen flat on my face in front of full houses in the you know in the past, and it, it, it happens. That happens. And uh, you know, you you kind of get used you get used to the fact that it does happen once in a while. The whole the whole challenge is to not make that as obvious to the listener that it just happened. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and and I think uh, certainly in, in the geometrics, the music and the arrangements are really challenging. And we all realize, all of us in the band realize that we always have to have like top concentration when we're doing that that music because you can very easily, uh, you know, hit the ditch, you know, very, very quickly. But even if it does wobble a bit, we we're able to pull it back because we, we've all had enough experience that it... Uh, it doesn't get crazy. So, uh, yeah. yeah, audience and I think just just being on the instrument, those are those are both, you know, yeah. 1A and 1B kind of thing. Yeah. Total different studio work versus live. I always say the best things in life are live, like theater, concerts, being live with an audience. Do you agree? 
I agree. Um, you know, the studio, you, it, it takes a while to get into, you know, the first time you go into a studio, you, you sort of, you can get a little bit disoriented about, well, this isn't even a, this isn't a gig. Yet we're supposed to play like it is one. Sometimes it's like 10 in the morning and, you know, or, you know, when you're in the studio and you're used to like 10 at night as being your time, right? Right. Uh, but you get used to that. And, and then you start to, as a musician, you sort of just kind of learn how to get yourself into the mindset of, okay, we're, we're performing here. There's nobody in front of us, but we're performing. Where do you see today's jazz going, Don? Oh, it's really, it's really cool. Uh, it's uh, it's a wide open field. Uh, there's room for all sorts of hybridization now, which is what's going on. And I think that's only good. Um, jazz is not supposed to be a museum type of music. Um, and in saying that, though, I think the, the traditional jazz uh, approach is, uh, is important to have. But the fact that it's bringing in electronica and, you know, hip hop and uh, I think it's really exciting. You know, um, it's it's almost like it's almost like the early 70s all over again, where, you know, in the in the rock scene, it was anything goes, anything was given a shot. It's like that in jazz now, too. Um, you know, there's if you look out on, you know, on the, on the various sites, you can find anything you want now. And uh, there's a lot of niches. But if you know, there's there's always a niche for someone. Yeah, and, exciting uh, times. I think it really is. Yeah, and so that's that's why uh, in the geometrics we're we're actually we don't feel ourselves constrained. Don Bradshaw, I want to thank you for your time today, and thank you for being part of our Jazz Spotlight. Well, thank you very much. This has been another episode of Easy Jazz Spotlight. Don't forget to check out our music at easyjazz.fm.